one whom we adore. Lord, thank you, Lord, for bringing us here one more Sunday, Lord Jesus. Hear what you have to say, Lord. Lord, you have been speaking to us throughout this whole service, even from Sunday school. We ask, Lord, that you continue, Lord. Lord, now it's my time to be a vessel, Lord. Lord, I pray that crystal decreases, Lord. Crystal decreases. May you, Lord, you increase and you speak to your children, Lord. Speak through me. Speak through me. And also, Lord, speak to me as well. Yes, Lord. Touch hearts, Lord. Make hearts fertile, Lord. May your word be planted in their hearts, Lord. Lord and Lord, may it grow and it overflow, Lord, until we have to tell someone else about it, Lord. So I pray that your will will be done, Lord. Come into our hearts, Lord. Jesus, we ask in your Son, Jesus Christ. Well, turn with me to the book of Jonah. Jonah, the fourth chapter. Jonah, fourth chapter, verses 5 through 11. When you have it, please say amen. Amen. Jonah found after the song and before the Gospels, somewhere in between that. Jonah, the fourth chapter, verses 5 through 11. And I'll be reading from the New International Version. Jonah went out and sat down at a place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter, sat in the shade and waited to see what would happen to the city. Then the Lord God provided a vine and it made and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very unhappy, was very happy about the vine. But at dawn the next day, God provided a worm, which chewed the vine so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind, and the sun blazed upon, and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die and said, it would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, do you have the right to be angry about the vine? I do, he said. I am angry enough to die. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about the vine, though you did not You have been concerned about the vines, though you did not tend tend it and make it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people who cannot tell the right hand from their left, and many cattle as well. 
Should I not be concerned about that great city? The word of God to the children of God. For a title or a topic, for the love of God. The book of Jonah, in the order of the Christian canon, it is the fifth of the minor prophets. Please note that they are only called the minor prophets due to their length, not its importance. The author of the book is actually unknown. Only speculations are made about who actually wrote the book. These events found in Jonah took place during the, the took place after the Babylonian exile. To me, this has got to be one of the most humorous books in the Bible. Why? Because of Jonah himself. The story. God's command was clear. Get up, go to Nineveh, the great city, and preach against their wicked ways. It was clear. And unlike we were taught in Sunday school when we were little, Jonah wasn't as much afraid as he was just plain mad and rebellious. Excuse my grammar, but Jonah was like, ain't no way I'm going over there to speak to them people. (laughs) Nineveh was the capital of the Assyrian Empire. They were their enemies. Yes, they, were. they were known for being cruel and for their attempt to take over Israel. He literally hated that city and saw no need to help them at all. Mm-hmm. So he did what a lot of us do when we are called to do something we don't want to do. Yes. He ran. <laughs> he took a yeah. ship to Tarshish instead of to Nineveh. Instead of going east, he went west. Then the Lord sent a great storm against the ship, and it terrified the men, except Jonah, who was sleeping below the deck. But after finding out that Jonah was the cause of the whole thing, the men on board eventually, yet sorrowfully, adhered to Jonah's request and tossed them overboard, where Jonah was given grace and swallowed by a big fish. After prayer, the fish threw him up Mm -hmm. onto the shore, and Jonah went to preach to Nineveh. And they listened. And they humbled themselves. And Jonah began to pop. Mm-hmm. He wanted to see the city destroyed, not saved. Yes. He had rather his life be taken away. I mean, how can a God do such a thing like that, save his own children? Mm-hmm. Well, the Lord provided a plant for Jonah to shade him in the mid- to shade him from the mid- the Middle Eastern sun. It's very hot over there. Then the Lord provided a worm, and it ate it. Mm-hmm. 
that ate the plant. Jonah was full of emotions. And once again, he had rather be dead. And now the theme of the whole book comes out. God basically said, with a plant which you did not create, you had compassion. Yet you feel as though I should have destroyed a city of 120,000 ignorant people. Mm -hmm. God saved him and his rebellious ways, Amen. but he did not want that for the Syrians. What kind of sense does that make? Ecclesiastes first chapter 9 verse says, there is, there is nothing new under the sun. Today we can find ourselves being just as selfish as Jonah. We get so holy that we forget where we came. Better yet, we forget that we still sin and fall short of God's love. We have come to the point that we point our noses up at other people's mistake as if we are perfect. We overlook the sins, we overlook our sins and magnify the illnesses of others. We overlook our lies, lust, greed, and arrogances, and hold up our noses at the convicts in the prison. We overlook our anger, issues, enviness, laziness, gluttony, and fear of people, and trash the adulterers, the homosexuals, and the cop fornicators. We overlook our anxieties, backbiting, bitterness, and foul mouths. Amen. And look cross-eyed at the prostitutes, the addicts, the drunkards, the thugs, and the gangsters. Amen. The simple message for this day is for all of us to just cut it out. It's all right. For the love of God. When I say for the love of God, I'm not trying to be blasphemous or, any, or anything like that. But I'm really calling for you to make a change. It's time for us to turn from our hateful ways and our nonchalant ways. For you serve a loving God. You serve a God who, of compassion. And this love should be, should be shown through you. Stop being selfish because you serve a loving God. Stop being selfish with your time, your money, and your talents because you serve a loving God. Quit shunning your brothers and sisters. Why? Because you serve a God of compassion. You serve a God who picked you up out of the slimy pit, Amen. mud and mark. Mm -hmm. You serve a God who sets your feet on solid ground yes. and helps you to stand mm -hmm. firm. Amen. You serve a God of compassion and you need to be compassionate as well. Do it. For what? For the love of God. For the love of God, when you see your brother and sister going through a rough time, 
Don't just pray and leave. Stick with them and stand by their side. Amen. For the love of God, forget about your desires for a little while and cater to the needs of others. For the love of God, give up a few hours a month and volunteer at a shelter for the homeless, battered, and delinquents. For the love of God, post a positive message for those on Facebook Amen. or Twitter. That's all right. You could change someone's life. Amen. For the love of God, pay attention to your fellow church members. Amen. Give them a hug. Amen. It will take a lot for some of y'all to even give them a smile. For the love of God, stop talking and hear what someone else has to say. Just lend them your ears. For the love of God, go cross-cultural and bless and minister to someone who has a different culture than you. For the love of God, Go beyond the typical little box that the African-American missionaries and churches go. Step out of your comfort zone. Go beyond these four walls. All right. Beyond your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And allow God to use you. For the love of God, show some kind of godly love. For God so loved you. Or you can do as Jonah and run to where your comfort zone lies. Just know that God won't be pleased. Lay down your selfish ways. Reflect God's love. The world is waiting. Just imagine how different it would be if each of us turned up our love notch just a little bit. Yes, that's all right. In closing, God is a God of compassion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So everything you do should be done for the love of God. Amen. Amen. Amen.